Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Brody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess... It's an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live outrage. from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about time about. for Mortgage Matters. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. It's 10.05 here. We got uh, another live show May 18th. Got Dan back in the saddle after a week off. He probably forgot how to do this whole gig, but I'll carry him. We'll it's like you. riding a bike. Yeah. You never forget. No, you won't forget how to talk with this piece of foam in your mouth here. Well, how you doing, man? I'm good. Good. I walked into the studio and got the best news that I've heard in a long time from Jim. We are no longer going to be preceded by that colon cleanse commercial. We're going to have a four-hour block of live radio starting next week. Hey, don't you think this is another one of those things that are about 50-50, though? 50% 50% of the people will really miss the Dr. Pincus Super Krill Omega Colon Cleanser, and the other 50% of people will be happy it's gone. <laughs> no way. 50-50? No. Oh, God. I don't know, Jason. No, I don't. I think, I think this is where the 80-20 rule applies. Yeah, I think you're wrong you know what's there. funny, though? That, that We've been wanting that commercial. I, I don't care that it's on the air. That's fine. I'm sure there's a lot of people that just love it. why ahead of us? Yeah, I just want to move it. <laughs> just and, somewhere you know, else. And so what's awesome is um, last week I actually, I nearly called to get my free sample. It was, finally, <laughs> it was finally starting to sink in, but I resisted, and now the commercial's going away. Yeah. There you go. Funny how it works. Yes. So Jeff Bradley moves in between 9 and 10 tomorrow, uh, next Saturday. And what's his show? Uh, news, views, and you. So he's talking about a little bit about different things going on in the community. And cool. Like It'll be really ironic if he opens with a bit about like um, super krill colon cleansing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, know, you, you realize the first no! guest is Dr. Michael Pincus. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Good times. So yeah, it's uh, Motor Mel's Jeff Radley show at Mortgage Matters now. All in that. That lineup, Saturday yeah. nights. Yeah, how exciting. Yes. Um, that's great news. I couldn't be more excited, actually. I think it's I'll have really a really I'll have an extra little glide in my stride all day <laughs> just knowing that. I, I, yeah, you know, how many people change the station? The, the Saturday morning local radio starts with some great programming, and then right up in the thick of it, I mean, honest to God, I have to change a channel. I can't even... I can't even leave it on there. So I used to listen to KVC as I was driving into the studio when but we you had can't. for like three years. You can't. Yeah, yeah. There were there were a few great shows on, and I'd I'd listen in, kind of get me in the mood to come and talk on the radio, and then all of a sudden, Doctor Pincus moved in, and it just ruined my morning routine. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back. We're back. Stronger than ever, and hopefully it'll encourage some people to leave the dial tune. Well, and Jeff's going to be happy to know that he just got two new listeners, because I was not up at 7 a.m. listening to his show. To his show. Right. Nor was I. (laughs) Nor was I. But hey, I'll be happy to listen from the old 9 to 10 block, let me assure you. There you go. Yeah. Um, What else? Today's a big day, right? Isn't today the uh, barbecue oyster? No. Tomorrow. 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 Yeah. Oh, my bad. I'd see, I I almost had people going out there for charity when it wasn't even today. <laughs> there was actually the Bay News did a um, 
little announcement in their upcoming events area of their paper, and they actually said it was today. So for anyone who's, oh, that's where I got it. who's looking at the Bay News, the date is wrong. It's supposed to be tomorrow. It is tomorrow. They were supposed to print that it would be tomorrow. Got it. So, yeah, Sunday, May 19th. You'll hear the commercial a couple times during the show. Um, well, now, now I feel like you've teased me, though. Why don't you tell us just a little bit more about, about it again? It's All 20 right. bucks. This is the fourth annual Tognazini's Barbecued Oysters and Beer Feast. Um, Mark Tognazini generously donates all the oysters and all the beer um, that is consumed on Sunday. Uh, so he's he's getting the product and just offering it up for free. And all the money, 100% of the proceeds, goes towards the Morro Bay 4th of July. Um, it's a, As you might have seen in the paper this week, Paso Robles is having trouble getting the funds necessary for their 4th of July. It's an expensive event to put on. The fireworks are expensive. So we have a couple of fundraisers like this, and this is a, a great one. It's usually a, a nice day out on the docks in Morro Bay and can enjoy some fresh oysters right off Mark's boat. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Cool. And we got some 4th of July music. Starts at 1 p.m. 1 p.m. on Sunday. And it's at Dockside 2. Um, there's Actually, there's three different Tognazini's restaurants now. So this is at Dockside 2. All right. Cool. Yeah. Those of you that don't know, Dan takes uh, some personal responsibility here to make sure that the 4th of July is celebrated in Morro Bay every year here. He's a integral part of it and and we're happy to have his help you guys should help dan by going out to this event and uh it's it's not truly selfless though it's you get oysters and beer for 20 bucks i pay for my ticket yeah no, that's what i mean oh oh it, it, anybody for go, the people it's going not like they're just oh, yeah. dropping 20 bucks in a bucket here no and there's live entertainment there's actually for if you have kids if you're a family and you want to bring your kids out a bounce uh, house free um, free hot dogs and and sodas for the kids. No way. So, yeah. My kids are always after a bounce house. Did you guys get a bounce house? <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> They're not I know. I've heard it. I've but, heard you know, it. Yeah, everything. It's like, is there going to be a bounce house? <laughs> Good times. Well, awesome. We'll be looking forward to that tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll see you guys out there. Um, we have a guest lined up to come into the studio today and do the middle hour with us, um, which all of a sudden places this huge sense of urgency on me that we should, we should dig in and get going through some of the data, um, two, I guess, yeah, two weeks ago. So, you know, last week, Dan, I did the show. I had Wes Burke on for a I bit. listened. Did you? Yeah. On, driving? I was driving down to Newport. A buddy of mine from high school is getting married, and I was in the wedding, so I was on the road. We were uh, getting close to Santa Barbara, I think, when, when you Lost it. got on the air. So oh. had the KVC app on there in the car. Listen the whole time. That's pretty clutch. So, yeah, we had Wes Burke on and then Julia Ogden, and I I had fun. That was a good show. Julia's a good guest, huh? Yes, very good guest. And um, she's it's, – it was nice because there was like a conversation that didn't feel like I was drawing it out of her, and sometimes that's difficult. And, and truth be told, when I'm absent my wingman here, Dan, <laughs> I'm always a little bit nervous that if we get caught up, you know, without – I don't know what to say next, and I'm the only, you know, pro on the microphone and not very pro at all that we might find ourselves making bad radio. But anyways, it turned out great, so um, that was cool. But 
that week was a snore. There was like really not much economic data. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about. You really didn't miss much. Um, in fact, it was, um, let's see here, the second week that initial jobless claims were like rocking the market, um, ridiculously low, five-year low. Um, and then, you know, they were projected to go up by 11,000, and then they came in even less, and everybody was just so excited about it. And, um, yeah, so anyway, that was all there really was to talk about economically last week. And um, this week, it seems like we made up for two weeks in one. There's quite a bit crammed <laughs> into the week. And... um I'm generally on the edge of my seat here over the initial jobless claims thing. Those of you that are keeping score at home, jobless claims, um, gosh, I really doubled back on themselves this last week here. We had, uh, what, near 350,000 initial jobless claims, which snapped this five-year low and um, put us back to... The highest since, I guess, March is what it's saying here, but um, still better than we were a year ago, really. So, um, Yeah, it's improved a lot if you look at it over the longer term, but it's kind of a disappointing when you see some progress being made for a couple weeks in a row, getting down into the 320, 330 range, was, and then you bounce back up into yeah, the Yeah, last week I was thinking, man, what if we made it into the twos? That'd be That'd pretty be awesome. pretty crazy, because we, we certainly haven't seen that in a good long while, and I couldn't, you couldn't really rule it out as a possibility coming into summertime. Um, you know, it's been pretty good weather. Well, there's been some crazy tornadoes and stuff going on, but... Um, this is one of those numbers, though, that you can't just get two down from we it's a weekly number so there's going to be some volatility you really do have to look at it over the long term and look at what the trend is the longer term trend you know there's so many things that can play into this jobless claims number from week to week there could be a you know some kind of weather event or or some big store or someone could have a big layoff and and that could could um cause a jump in the number so you know i i I think I'm still more excited, and I think the market reflects the excitement that we have um, made significant progress with jobless claims. I was I was really pleased to see some California numbers with respect to jobs come out, and um, the California unemployment rate fell 0.4 percent. It's down to 9 percent in April, um, which is the lowest level it's been at since late 2008. Um, and just you know, the number of jobs added in California has been been nice to see. There's been about uh, 270,000 jobs added in the in the past year in California. Construction industry has been one of the um, biggest beneficiaries of the job increases. So I think, you know, across the board, you look at every state, you look at the country as a whole, and we're really making um, significant progress with respect to jobs. It's about time, right? Yeah. I, I, I think there's kind of this... Um, you know, probably unrealistic desire to see jobs just rebound as quickly as maybe housing prices have. Not that housing prices are back to where they were in 2006. I don't, I don't really know if that's realistic to expect them to get back there. But it just seemed like housing turned around so quickly. It seemed like the pain was was really isolated to just maybe 12 to 24 months. Um, and and now we're back to kind of this very robust, booming real estate market. And we were kind of hoping for the same thing in jobs, and it just didn't seem to play out that way. 
jobs seem to be more of a slow and steady um, rebound. Yeah, I mean, realistically, people aren't going to um, – I mean, first of all, there's though there's some scarcity with jobs, we don't see people rushing to offer jobs because nobody else is, <laughs> which is what's kind of <laughs> happening in housing. Right. And at the same time, um, you know, it's one of these things where I think people – if you're one of the ones making the decision about creating a job or hiring somebody, um, you are weighing out whether or not you can afford it, whether it is a need that you have, all of these kind of things that go into it. And so it's really going to end up um, something that's pretty individualized. And when we see the trend large scale, it's probably going to be because the economy has been very strong and robust for a while. And it's just nice to see that we're warming up to that, I think. Um, so it's good news. It's good news. It, you know, the flip side of the coin is we could be reporting that jobless claims are over 400,000. The unemployment rate continues to go up in spite of anything we try to do. Um, and it's nice that that's not what the conversation's about. Yeah, at least we're not Europe. They're having their sixth, sixth straight quarter of shrinking GDP over there. That's pretty bad news over in Europe. That's Luckily, they're out of the headlines, not really. Depression, right? Um, yeah. Isn't it just, well, I'm, recession is two straight quarters yeah. of declining GDP. So yeah, if you've six, had six, you've got to be You've got to be depressed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just a company-wise Xanax, just a country-wide <laughs> Xanax, just drop it off. Um, yeah, so anyway, that, it's good to see that that um, that the jobs thing's picking up a little bit. Um, you know, and we didn't talk about it too terribly much on the show last week because you weren't there and it wasn't really the vibe, but um, there was a, a bit of volatility in the interest rate market too. Of course, part of it is definitely tied to jobs. Um, another piece of it happens that um, the... We're starting to see these rumors float around that um, we're that the feds may back out of buying mortgage-backed securities. Credit Suisse wrote a piece about this a couple weeks ago, um, and it doesn't seem that it's very well substantiated, but just that was enough to kind of start to move the bond market around a little bit. Um, and so we... Well, I noticed... I mean, what the Fed minutes were released a week or two ago from the from the most recent meeting, and I I did notice a change, or at least what I thought was a change in some of the language that came out. Um, in particular, relative to what you're talking about, was you know they they still identified that six and a half percent unemployment rate as their key metric that they're looking at to maybe ease off on some of the um, policies that are being employed right now. But I I felt like they left it a little more um, ambiguous as far as when they kind of just said, you know, as the as the economy demonstrates that it's it's healing, it's on that it's maintaining that that recovery, then we'll start to revise our monetary policy. So it kind of left it more open ended, um, although they still identified that six and a half percent unemployment rate. They kind of seem to point to the whole economy as it's obviously rebounding. We're gonna we're gonna maybe ease our policies. So I so now you're gonna see some some people starting to prognosticate when when actually it will 
get dialed back a little bit. Yeah. Well, and as soon as that starts getting talked about, it's evident that we're in the recovery part of the cycle. And that that puts a little bit of upward pressure on interest rates. And we saw some of that in the market, um, though it feels like it's probably cooling off a little bit now. I saw some traders talking this week about the bond market and talking about it being a short-term investment right now because mm-hmm. of the volatility because of the unknowns with the you know the government monetary policy i th- the so i think you're going to see more of that volatility as investors look at it as a short-term play um you're going to see them come in and affect the market and then get out and that's going to impact the market as well yeah um so yeah i th- you know we're at a high point it's exciting it's exciting hey we moved on from the job stuff um before I, I did. I wanted to share this little bit here about um, the local jobs thing, because you know, as much as we're all com- concerned about what's going on nationally, of course, you have to put a little bit more um, just care and watch over the local jobs market, right? Wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. Um, there was an article ran in the Tribune. And basically, just a couple of the highlights from it, um, Slow County added 10,100 jobs from July 2009 to December 2012, and the pace of growth since July of 2009 was 10%, non-farm payrolls at the highest in history, and the unemployment rate for our county fell to the sixth best in the state at 6.8%. So when you're talking about... Getting that number down, you know, the feds keep targeting that 6.5% number. If slow is already touching pretty close to there, slow county's getting a 6.8. And, you know, we're trendsetters, right? We're the first <laughs> one to outlaw smoking in restaurants and all these kinds of things. Everybody follows San Luis, right? Um, maybe the rest of the country's not too far behind. But anyways, it was it's kind of nice to see that, that San Luis was a – a bit of a bright spot as far as the um, unemployment rate and those kind of job creation numbers going on and tackled a couple of other things about auto sales having a pretty good increase. Um, Hotel occupancy was up pretty strong, um, 67.7% occupancy rate, which is a a gain of 2% over recent numbers here. And then also um, starting to see... And and this will be a good um, thing to talk about when Dan Ferreira joins us for the middle hour here is just about construction spending. Um, it's funny. It's kind of sneaking up on us here. Was when we talk about construction permits and construction spending, um, new home starts, these kinds of things, um, there's a fair amount of that conversation is getting underway here. Um, this week I've been talking to people that are getting ready to build both um, homes for themselves, but also build speculatively, um, and kind of hearing that, um, that, that sector of the economy looks like it's, um, revving up and getting ready to go. And that will be pretty exciting as we've, we've always talked about it on the show, building new homes, um, creates jobs. There's no, no two ways about that. And that will be really exciting to get so many of the construction folks back to work. Yeah. And, and I mentioned it a little earlier, California's seen a lot of that. California's, you know, what was it during the peak of the of the economy, mid-2000s, we were looking at potentially 50% of 
of the state's jobs relied on housing in one way or another? Yeah, the you number? know, there's I, a lot of different. Metrics I have there. actually heard, and and I'm going to go ahead and 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 lay my argument out here. Is um, I think it's about sixty six out of ten jobs are somehow heavily dependent on the construction industry, and if you look at. Um, from realtors to loan officers, escrow officers, appraisers, plumbers, electricians, guys that do grading, roofers. I mean, it is so far reached. And that doesn't even then go on, you know, the work boot manufacturers, those guys. Home furnishing. Good time yeah. to buy stock in Caterpillar and these kinds of companies because all of that stuff is so tied to construction. And those numbers have been just beaten to a pulp over the last few years. And so I'm expecting to see a pretty good rebound in um, all of the construction numbers. And, and there's no doubt in my mind that that will be where we can literally look back and say that we're healed. I mean, when when we're able to build homes again and, um, you know, for the longest time, you talk to a builder, he would love to go to work today. But... He could build a house, and if it costs him three hundred grand to build it, um, the one next door, the same house, just is selling for two forty because you know people aren't people aren't even paying what it costs to build the homes, and and that we're past that point now, which is what's kind of begging the the contractors back into the business, and of course there's a. There's a whole conversation to be had there because construction materials have gotten more expensive, and there, there's a lot that's complicated it since this last little recession here. But um, it'll be pretty exciting. Well, and this is what the you know the whole point of the Fed stimulus was to achieve was to get housing rebounded, to get jobs starting to rebound, to get our economy as a whole to rebound um, from really one of the worst recessions we've seen since the Great Depression. Worst one I've seen in my lifetime. Definitely. And the big concern about the Fed intervention in this whole mess was, are we going to see just out-of-control inflation? And the latest numbers continue to suggest that that's just not the case. We had um, out this week both the producer and consumer price index indices. The consumer price index is the really the, the highlight number. Um, year over year, consumer prices rose 1.1%, which is actually below the Fed's target of one and a half to two percent. It's the the lowest year over year increase we've seen in two and a half years. So, all this money being pumped into the economy hasn't resulted in crazy inflation Runaway yet. Runaway inflation yet. But as we've you know we've had a couple of the Cal Poly professors on, and I, um, you know they they. I found our last conversation with a with an economics professor very interesting. As they said, you know, borrowing all this money now isn't a big deal when rates are low. It's when you have to start borrowing to make the interest payments when Back. rates are higher yeah. that that's where it can get out of control. So time will still tell as far as the inflation goes. But right now we're looking pretty good. Yep, that's right. Hey, we're going to work our way into commercial break here. Um, gosh, there's so much more to talk about. Maybe we should have taken that other hour. The um, too late now, huh? Should yeah, that's okay. Should have jumped on that one for yeah. <laughs> hey, well, listen. When we get back from the break, you're going to be joined by Dan Ferrer, who's a um, a local uh, builder, amongst other things, and it'll be 
enlightening again to get his point of view and take on what's going on here locally. So stick around after this break, and we'll uh, be right back for more Mortgage Matters. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks, I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical, like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. Find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Borrowing hundreds of thousands of dollars for a home purchase or refinance can be a stressful endeavor. And if you're like most Californians, you only get a home loan once every five years. That's why you need an experienced guide who knows the terrain and can carry the load of two mules. You need the Mortgage Sherpa, and he's only at Central Coast Lending. Let the Mortgage Sherpa lighten your load. Call Central Coast Lending today at 543-LOAN. That's 543-5626. Central Coast Lending, the mortgage experts. The 4th Annual Barbecued Oysters and Beer Feast kicks off Sunday, May 19th at Tognazini's Dockside 2. The party starts at 1 p.m. Tickets are just 20 bucks and include a half dozen barbecued oysters, a pitcher of beer, live music by Lenny Blue, and a live auction, plus free corn dogs and sodas for the kids. 100% of the proceeds go to help keep fireworks in Morro Bay. We'll see you at the 4th Annual Barbecued Oysters and Beer Feast, Sunday, May 19th at Tognazini's Dockside 2. Presented by Morro Bay 4th, Tognazini's, and this radio station. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVC. I'm Jason Grody. I'm in the studio with Dan Podesto, my business partner and buddy. And um, yeah, even though he's an A's fan, it's kind of like family, you know, you can't really pick them. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm an Angels fan. This has just been hard. We lost again last night. I think I'm getting to that point where I'm going to start. Um, it's a rebuilding year. I'm going to stop watching. <laughs> With your huge I'm going to stop watching until somebody <laughs> says, oh, there's a little win streak of two games or something. Then maybe I'll tune in again. Yeah, boy, tough, tough season so far for baseball. But anyway, um, let's talk about something a lot happier than the Angels record. <laughs> Um, well, in the studio today, we've got a guest with us. Um, definitely not a first timer here, but we got Dan Ferreira joining us, and um, we're thrilled to have you on. Thanks for coming in again. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. So you've, uh, you know, I, I feel like uh, 
there's there's some people listening that have been listening um you know for a while and they've definitely heard you before and uh but i want to um i want to just cover some of those basics real quick just tell us a little bit about yourself where are you from what are you doing here what do you intend to do here sure sure typical story moved up to go to cal poly um gosh over 12 13 years a while ago <laughs> a while ago I, I think i'm close to being called a local i don't know when you age into that when did you graduate from cal poly well we won't get into when i graduated it was when i started when did you start <laughs> lots of people go to school yeah. for seven years right <laughs> well i can claim marriage and kids in school as a reason to take extra time yeah. not everybody gets that excuse so um yeah, been here working in the construction industry for for the last ten years. Different companies got a, amazing opportunities. A lot of teachers, hands on in the field, cabinet shop, grunt labor, uh, carpentry, everything that I've ever wanted to do. I've got to touch it, and um, then got to move into helping run run construction companies. And then in the last three years, I've got to uh, put my own name out there on Frere Incorporated Design Build, which has been really. A culmination of everything I've ever learned or ever dreamed of offering to a client to design and build, you know, their dreams, whether it be residential, commercial, construction. Awesome. And you've um, so you've been doing that. And I know we'll talk more about that in a minute. But also, you guys have a couple showrooms now, right? Yeah. You know, our whole approach to building has been a client-centered one, and giving a client a simple and fun experience. And so the only way that we knew to do that after looking at the way a client experiences construction is to give them a place that they can comfortably, enjoyably make all those selections, make those decisions. And so we opened our first showroom in San Luis Obispo a year ago, year and a half ago, and then we upgraded it, moved it down the block to something about 10 times the size just about four months ago. So we're over on Broad uh, at 4420 Broad, the old tile collection building. Some people may know it. Oh, yeah. It was their tile collection for a long time. So we took that building over. It's an old warehouse, and we converted it into just a really nice space where you can come and select everything you need for your home. You don't need to run around town. Everything's got a price tag on it. No mysteries. Try to make it as simple as possible. Oh, neat. I haven't been in there yet. I just haven't found the time to get over there, and I feel like I should. Dan, have you? I have not been in there, but I I was was hanging on something you said about it being a fun experience, and I just don't buy it. Everybody <laughs> knows building a house is not a fun experience. It's stressful. It's nerve-wracking. It's expensive. Right, right. right. <laughs> Everybody knows. And that's actually our mission statement as a company is to change the perception of the building industry by giving every client a simple and fun experience. That's it. How are you doing on that? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> the last year and a half has been great. We just, you know, with, with the showroom, it's been fun because then we give a pl- people a place to gather. So we have an event there at least once a month, and we had a follow-up event to the San Luis Home Show, had some of our old clients back, some new clients in, and we just had a great time. People hung out two hours longer than they were supposed to and drank way more of the wine we had allotted for the event. (laughs) And uh, they had a simple, fun experience. You know, We had a good time, and and that's the feedback we've been getting is you make it simple, you make it something complicated, fun, and you just keep keep it easy for the client, and that's our whole, that's the whole purpose. That's great. Before we took the break and invited you in, um, I don't know if it's on in the lobby out there, but we were talking a little bit about construction and, um, you know, the the headlines of 
it's funny. It, you, we could feel it kind of begging these numbers for the last couple of years. We really look forward to learning about um, permits pulled for homes. We we really can't wait to hear how much has been spent, you know, as far as construction spending and all this thing, a new home starts, all these numbers. And, um, you know, some months they're like, oh, yeah, here it comes, and then it backs off a little bit. Um, but so... All that's just kind of uh, hearsay. I mean, we're sitting with a, a guy here that owns a local business, and um, so tell me, you know, how is construction right now? Is it is it booming? Do people have the money? Is it? Um, are you guys busy? Well, my company is slammed. Not to detour anyone else from pursuing us for work, but uh, we've been enjoying an amazing, you know, growth where we've basically been adding a million dollars a year to our gross sales number, which has just been fantastic. And our model is a little different. Uh, we're still a small enough company where I don't know that our company reflects the greater market because we don't have a market share that would make us yeah, feel. We, we struggle with that quite a bit with our business too yeah. because, um, I mean, we're a relatively young business as well. We, we've been five years now and – um, and it, it's hard though. People say, well, how is it? Is it slowing down? Is it picking up whatever? And it's like, well, I don't really know how to answer that question in a way that, you know, I know what the answer you're looking for is, mm -hmm. but for us, yeah, we're busier than we were last we're, year we're, and I we're mean, busier than the year before. And right. every month we look to add it, but it's because we're growing our market share right. and we're right. aggressively working at building that clientele. So it's, it's difficult to know. Cause I don't, I don't know what the main line is. I don't know what there is a main line. And that's I, I was fun. I was at a friend's uh, uh, another builder friend had a um, a birthday, and, and there had to, happened to be about ten of us there. Some of the some of the real active builders, uh, different key principals of those companies, and we were all having a quick discussion. And it seemed to me like anyone with that take, that aggressive growth model, that's doing good business, is having a good time right now. It's not they're not we're not hurting too bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it is for everyone else, and I don't know how that compares to uh, a decade ago, but. Um, yeah. Overall, the market does feel my. I haven't had as many projects die for not having funding lately, so I guess that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah, and you know the other thing too is that um, one of the things I've noticed about um, loan officers, you know, for us that have, that have been in the business for ten, fifteen, twenty years, and they've been through the cycle before, um, is kind of. Uh, it almost falls back on a desire to get back to the basics and, and rebuild yourself from the ground up. And I find that the longer that you've been in business, the the harder it is to muster up that energy, right. you know. And, and that's kind of one of the places where I'm happy they left that door open a little bit because I've never had to, um, you know – turn the portion for another honda and <laughs> kind of try to figure out how is it i'm going to reinvent myself again you know we're still kind of on that first big push and still have plenty of energy left of you know we're building a business and and it's uh it, obviously it's not been in the perfect business environment but um it, it's just nice to to have that to draw from, you know, and I, and I think just given your age, you're, you're in a kind of a similar boat. You're not necessarily reinventing yourself as much as you're inventing yourself. Right. We're on the initial push. And, and the encouraging part, like you said, is if we can create a healthy business that's serving people's needs and is a, in a safe financial standing as a business, 
you can only go up. And, yep. and I think the tendency, especially for contractors, we get this disease where, you know, we have a lot of money flow through our companies, um, but it usually goes in and out because you're paying labor, materials. So it's not – Workman's comp. Yeah, most 30-year-old <laughs> business owners don't have $5 million to roll through their fingers every year. So it takes a lot, a lot of discipline not to get carried away with that and keep your operation simple and streamlined and, and so you don't get into trouble. Yeah. You know, um, I think – most of my my, my your, your guys' trucks are newer than mine. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Maybe not mine. Uh, Mine's an old too. I mean, yeah, but do you have automatic windows? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, you're, you're, yeah, you're getting carried away there. Yeah. <laughs> All those niceties. That's so funny you say that because you know I I see people and that those are some of the mistakes I see people make that I I really wish that I could help kind of wrangle them a little bit it's like you have to you have to be watchful of those Mm -hmm. things and when i see somebody not to mention i always this is just i know i'm a weird person i've always been that way i I accepted it at at a young age uh but if i'm if i'm going to transact business with you especially over you know something in the service sector um, I don't want to see you pulling in a hundred twenty thousand dollar car. All right. I can think is that your margins are too fat. And, <laughs> right. You know, I, like, I likewise. I don't want to see you come in in a car with one headlight and right. you know dragging a muffler and stuff because that tells me you're not you know really making enough to take care of business. And I don't want to be the one to have to you know suffer that. But so there's a happy medium in there. Right. You, know, you want you want somebody that doesn't have all the flash, but also doesn't look like they're you know right and that's why it's, it's an 03 chevy if they drive that you know they're a winner see you're newer than me mine's an 02 <laughs> <Okay. Gotcha. laughs> oh that's fun so i'm curious dan since the last time you were on here I, I know last time you were on we spent a lot of time talking about some of your software that you use to help um planning right. for projects and it's pretty sophisticated um project planning stuff that you have going on i kind of wanted to take the conversation a little different direction this time and and since we have been hearing so many positive things out of the housing market with prices going up and supply at pretty low levels right now i think the oh, california association of realtors is suggesting somewhere around a two and a half month supply of houses what are you seeing on the building side as far as activity i know you said you're really busy um i'm sure you have your finger more on the pulse of the whole market not just your company and yeah. kind of curious to get your take on what's going on right now. Yeah, as a company, we have our, our finger on the pulse because we're looking at, you know, obviously we have a mission statement for clients, but we want to make sure that we're um, keeping in step with what's going on today and our ability to offer that. And if the past couple of years, it, it has not made any sense to for us, and it may have for other people, to spec build, to buy land. Um, that's not been a wise decision. What I'm seeing right now, and, and, and not not necessarily my company, but with some of my competitors and, and colleagues, is they are pushing the spec building. The developments are coming back. A lot of them were bought out of distress, different things like that from years ago, and they were just sitting, sitting, sitting. And, and now we're, we're seeing you know breaking ground. We're seeing sticks go up. We're seeing homes being built. So th- I could – probably half a dozen main developments where you can point to that that's happening. And outside of that – you know, you don't it's, it. You don't see it. So it is very specific. Are it, these more infill type projects, or are they larger scale? No, they're larger scale. I mean, I could start naming names of their stuff in South County, stuff in North County. There's the project on on Prado, 
but um, you know, good sized development projects that were underway that made sense, you know, before things turn downturned, and now because of honestly the land being available at a very discounted rate, uh, it does make sense again. And I don't know if the land going through that, uh, you know, foreclosure process and banks and coming back out at 50, 60 cents on the dollar, if that didn't happen, I don't know that these projects would be feasible, but it has happened. And then here we are ready to go. So outside of those major developments, the trend I see that our, that our business is experiencing is clients who own properties who are seeing that they can do a project to add 1,000 square feet, add 500 square feet to that home. I mean, working with a client right now who's basically taking a home down to one wall and going back up taking a 1,000-square-foot home to a 2,000-square-foot home is still more economical than selling the home they have and trying to buy that square footage. So that's exciting to me because that's really more of our company's bread-and-butter um, client that we serve really well. So there's a there's a great trend there. I don't know how you measure that, but you can upgrade your house easier than, than selling and buying in some cases. Is that – happening with all cash? Are they financing that kind of thing? You know, I kind of break our projects into two into two uh, target markets or the cash market, which was, you know, usually under $100,000, whether they got an inheritance or whether they, they have some money from somewhere. So the, there is a client there that's doing an addition for fifty to 80000 or kitchen remodel in addition, that sort of thing. And then there is another client that we're working with, a whole other s- section that's you know spending two hundred plus thousand. And I'm not quite sure. Most of my contracts with them are cash contracts. There isn't a lender involved, so they they've either refied already to get the cash, but it's not a construction lending situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not a lot of that going on. No. You're talking. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I'd like to do. Uh, um, in addition to my property, if I could only figure out where to get the money, man, I'd I'd be cracking ground on it right now. But right. the fact is, I I can't figure out where to get that money, and um, that so that'll be good when that comes around again. Yeah, several <laughs> of our clients have been people who have bought homes in a healthy position, weathered the storm, and now there is enough equity where, sure. where they're refining and they have the money to do that little project. Yeah, we're seeing a bit of that too. Hey, it's a quarter till 11 here. We got to do a commercial break. Um, and when we get back, we'll talk more with Dan about the the happenings and local goings-ons of construction and um, what these guys are up to. And then I think probably at some point we'll open up the phone lines and take your calls. But stick with us through this first uh, break here, Mortgage Matters. The fourth annual bar- Barbecued Oysters and Beer Feast kicks off Sunday, May 19th at Tognazini's Dockside 2. The party starts at 1 p.m. Tickets are just 20 bucks and include a half dozen barbecued oysters, a pitcher of beer, live music by Lenny Blue, and a live auction, plus free corn dogs and sodas for the kids. 100% of the proceeds go to help keep fireworks in Morro Bay. We'll see you at the 4th Annual Barbecued Oysters and Beer Feast, Sunday, May 19th at Tognazini's Dockside 2. Presented by Morro Bay 4th, Tognazini's, and this radio station. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. The state of denial is a drag and a trial. When I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. 
Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called him at least 20 times, but you won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a savvy real estate investor, there's no denying that now is a great time to buy. We pride ourselves in offering every loan program at the lowest interest rate and the lowest fees. FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, we do it all. Let Central Coast Lending do your next purchase. Your loan will close on time and on budget with no last-minute surprises. Call Central Coast Lending today at 543-LOAN. That's 543-5626. Central Coast Lending, the mortgage experts. Everybody, welcome back. It's uh, you know what that right there. I don't know why, but that just reminded me that Van Halen's going to be at the fair this summer. Who's pumped about that? Huh. You guys don't even these guys I'm, don't even I'm care. They, from way back, you know. Yeah, that's ACDC, of course. <laughs> no, I know ACDC, that, but, but that reminded me of Joe Dirt when you said that. I'm a rocker through and through, man. <laughs> Yeah. Good times. I love me some Van Halen. Oh, Let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> Are you going? Uh, evidently, I totally missed the boat. I guess tickets were like $150 and sold out Holy in eight cow. seconds. Well, if you're a true fan, you'll find a way. Yeah, I was actually going to um, see if I could uh, pull any strings through the radio station here. Jim, wink, wink. It's got to be some way. I, know, some, uh, I, I might want them myself. Loyal radio sponsors like Central Coast Lending might be able to get... Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to get backstage with David Lee Roth or anything, but I'd love to get... But if that was part of the package. Just somewhere, somewhere out there in the crowd, maybe third, fourth row, whatever. See what you yeah, can do. We'll see what we can <laughs> Third, fourth row. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to be front. Or not even second row. I'm, yeah, I'm but, third you know, row. Okay, I'll turn it down if uh, if it's first or second row. Uh, he doesn't want him. I'm going to date myself here. Um, when I was hot on the recent Van Halen tour, it was with Sammy Hagar. And let me tell you, those were still worth going to. Yeah, those are good. But that's, come on, David Lee Roth? This oh, guy's like 82 years old or something now. <laughs> I wonder if he's still doing the big leg kicks and all uh, that. I saw him and he said, sorry, can't quite do that jump anymore. No, but, no but, I'm uh, guessing but, uh, not. But yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, and then how do you get your pants up so high when they're tight, too? That'll uh, be weird to see. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm super excited about that, and that little ACDC riff reminded me of that. Hey, Dan came into the studio today not just to share his construction knowledge and building knowledge with us, but he came bearing gifts today. Yeah. We've um, already got our complimentary pack and um, 
coffee free lifetime coffee at That's Ferrera right. Inc. Just go on over and come on in. There's coffee brewing all the time. What, what kind what of do. cream do you guys have? <laughs> we, we carry an assortment. I like whole milk. I we keep a whole milk. Well, Perfect. All we right. also keep some of that artificial stuff. There's the powder pe- thing? No, we don't. No, don't go to the powder. Keep no. it liquid at least. But it's definitely got some. You know, it lasts about a year in the fridge. It's your first sign that it's not a good idea. I heard. <laughs> I heard the <laughs> pow- Yeah. Any dairy that's lasting yeah. a year in a fridge, I've got a question. Well, I, I need that. that uh, I heard that that powdered non-dairy creamer though is a pretty good like fire starter. I haven't actually tried hmm. it yet. But heard. Heard that. So what else did you bring? That's what they said. You brought stuff for the. The listeners. I did. I did. Uh, w- w- you know, for our marketing, we try to do things that we like doing. So my wife and I and our kids, we enjoy sitting at the Blues baseball game all summer. So we thought, nice. hey, if we like being here, we might as well sponsor them because we might meet more people who like what we like. So we are sponsored Blues baseball for the summer. We've got a game coming up that we're the uh, foul ball sponsor, which means we have some tickets to give away. This is a week from Sunday. So what's the date? It's the uh, May 26th. So that's Memorial Day weekend. That's right. So it's their third game right at the beginning of the season. This is a Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Awesome. Well, and you brought several tickets, so we can do a few giveaways. Maybe. We can. We can. you got to right. be careful with this and not make us look like idiots here. Uh, if you just try <laughs> to make it for the ninth caller or something, that just may not happen. Right, right. So, you know. Oh, there's radio tricks to handle yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> look at the phone lines. <laughs> up. Let's take call 62 now. Um, there's no calls lighting up. So how do you want to do it? I mean, what do you want to do? Let's do the third caller. Third caller. Third caller, and what are we doing? We're giving away four tickets. We're giving away a family pack, so four tickets. Kids get in free. It's a family. If people haven't been to the Blues. They just got to give them a pump. And um, Adam Stowe's the manager. There's done a great job last couple of years converting it into really fun family. I was going to say that Adam really has done a very good job, and um, the games are super fun. I, I love really bringing my kids out to the game. It's a good time. So here we go. Five four three eight eight three zero is the number. Five four three eight eight three zero. And we've got a few of these family packs to give away, so we should just take every third caller. <laughs> Multiple like three, it. and and as the show goes on, I mean, we've got another hour here to go. So as the show goes on, every third caller is going to get some pack. some tickets to the Blues game on May twenty sixth, four p.m. I see a third caller. Awesome. Now we have a fourth. Um, and again, if go. you want to get in on these tickets, and we may just throw in some uh, food tickets. Oh, uh-huh, nice! Ribline caters the event every game. Cool. So you've got some good options there. All right, give us a call here five four three eight eight three zero if you want to get in on some Blues tickets. <laughs> Um, yeah. I Can I have some Blues tickets? You may. <laughs> I know a lot of people that have them, and we're actually going to sponsor a game, too. But, uh, yeah. So, hey, right. Um, cool. Well, first caller, uh, well, first third caller, since we're doing multiples of three here. Uh, Nelson of Templeton, welcome to Mortgage Matters. Congratulations. Got yourself some free tickets. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Don't sound too excited. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. My dad's on the. I'm his son. Oh, you like baseball? Yeah. All right, perfect. Hey, well, uh, put your dad back on the phone here so that Jim can tell him how to pick up the tickets, okay? Okay. Don't hang up. We're going to put you on hold so you might not hear anything. Hello? Hello? Yeah, hey there. Hi, this is Nelson. Hey there, how you doing? Good, thanks. Good. You guys won some free tickets here, so we're going to we're gonna put you on hold, and Jim will tell you how to get your hands on them. All right. Thank you so thanks much. Thanks for calling. All right. Well, hey, that was exciting. 
Um, there's there's all kinds of phone calls now. I'm not positive how to manage all this. So, um, all right, well, let's uh, – gosh, now we have four minutes to go. We've really botched the whole timing of this thing. There's all kinds of phone calls. Jim looks flustered with the phone. Wasn't expecting literally like Can the 50 phone calls. Right <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyway, I the Blues baseball game, um, Dan's giving away some tickets now. Sounds like there's some more to give away. If you guys want to get in on it, give a call. 543-8830 is the number. 543-8830. So far, he's giving away tickets to next Sunday's game, the third game of the, the baseball season for um, – the uh San Luis Blues. Now um here, hang on. We gotta there we go. Now you're back on. Here I am. Somebody killed your microphone and so I was just I was getting frustrated watching you talk without uh being able to hear you. Um so that's that's pretty great. Thanks for thanks for doing the giveaway. That's a neat thing. I know that the sponsorships at the games are um, running out. Right. There's not too many of the uh, people that are able to sponsor the games anymore, though. I know there's some people like you that are holding on to fistfuls of tickets, so that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. They, come, they, they become a uh, limited commodity later in the season. That's so. right. So I wanted to um, – Jim's busy over here on the on the phone, but um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about um, the construction thing. And Dan, I wanted to share with you. I don't know that I told you this yet, but um, I, as you recall, I put my dad in touch with you to see. I'm trying That's to right. get him to move up here to the yeah. I, I I made him an offer, tried to entice him. Well, he. Uh, Anyway, after sitting down and talking with you, it was fun for me to get his perspective because he's not necessarily, um, you know, like an old dude, but he's from the old school. You know, he's been he's been banging nails for longer than we've been alive. And he was sharing with me that he really enjoyed talking to you because sometimes you run into people that are like computer based or young and more scholastic. And um, it's it can be frustrating for you know him to be able to relate kind of if right. that makes sense right. but he said when you know in dealing with you and talking with you that it was just the opposite that you have a a really good handle on the technology aspect of it and balancing out what you learned in school but also what's really real life and i think that that's a at least coming from my old man i gotta say that's a pretty huge compliment so well thanks i enjoyed working with them too yeah um, guys, we got to get uh, out of here for a commercial break. This commercial break will run just a few minutes. But I want to remind you guys that um, you can call in 543-8830. Seems like there's still some more tickets to give away for the Blues baseball tickets. Uh, but join us after the break here. We're going to have Dan with us for another half hour to go. We'll get back into the conversation. Uh, stick with us. Thanks for listening.
Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters. I got to tell you, just that uh, little intro back to music bed put four smiles on four faces in here. I saw you all doing it. Yeah. Dan can't even shake his. It's going to stick with you. Hey, everybody, you're listening to Mortgage Matters. It's 11.06. We're joined in the studio here by Dan Ferreira. And it's always nice to have Dan on the show. I love the um, – you have a really genuine nature about you. And I can tell that um, that's how you approach life and business. And, and that's really great. And um, – Part of uh, the reason that I like to have you on the show is um, I like to get the word out about your company. I want people to know where you are and how to find you. Um, and so we talked a little bit about that. I like to talk a little bit more about that. Um, what kind of clients are you looking for? What's the what's the bread and butter kind of job where you really can make such a difference over somebody, um, you know, maybe one of your competitors or one of the Craigslist handymans that we see right. out doing work? Right. Well, uh, because our client, because our company is formed around providing a great experience to a client, we've we've tried to set up our the way we operate internally, the production, the team, who we have on staff, everything we do around providing this simple and fun experience. It's obviously got to be competitive, or it's not going to be very fun. So, for us, any job that requires um, uh, any sort of design element to it, and then construction, and we have a construction staff of five guys, very talented, 40-hour-a-week guys that are with us. That's pretty different from most companies. Mm-hmm. Most companies are going to subcontract everything, or they're going to man up for a job and then man down, man up, man down. And so what we've tried to create is a team where where each guy really carries the values of the company forward. Since we're remodeling a lot, we're in your home. It's very, It's a very intimate thing. We want to make sure we've got the right people. So – Honestly, we've got jobs right now. We've got public works jobs for the housing authority that are just straight competitive bid by the numbers that we win. We've got uh, jobs for addition, full teardown, remodel work. Uh, we are exceptional in the kitchen remodeling because we've hooked up with a cabinet manufacturer and a countertop manufacturer directly where we represent them. So we're, we're integral with the manufacturing side of the, the key finishes. Um, we've also got... Um, commercial clients where we're doing um, tenant improvements. So any any anybody who wants to know what their job's going to cost before they commit to it, who wants to understand the design element fully before they commit to it, who really wants all that information right up front before they go, that's our ideal client. If someone wants to go the traditional route of, you know, paying a lot for design, not knowing the cost, getting it over their head, overspending, all that, then they're not good for us. But ideally, I mean, really, we are set up the size of our company to handle um, residential remodeling, uh, new construction, and what I call light commercial. So light commercial, we did a huge remodel on Mustang Village, you know, over a million-dollar project that's right within our our sweet spot. We're not set up to spec build 100 units. We're not set up to um, handle major commercial construction or dirt work. But anything in the residential, light, commercial range, that's really our, our sweet spot. Yeah. I um, I get overwhelmed when I think about, like, that remodel stuff, you know, start 
It, it, for me, it starts the same way usually. I'll see something on TV or, you know, maybe at the home show or whatever that I go, oh, that's kind of cool. And the next thing I know, I'm doing like a Google search where I'm looking at images. Right. And I just start flipping through and then I see one. And then I get super frustrated because I'm like, oh, I see that and I like that. But there's no way for me to know what it is, where to get it or how much it costs. Exactly. And then so you kind of get caught in this like no man's land of not not a it's not a good way. It's a good way for me to see what I like, but I have no way now of. Um, articulating what it is or where to right. get it or what to have. So I, I imagine that's probably a pretty good spot to call you with exactly. is saying, this is a picture mm-hmm. of something that's appealing to me. I like this. How how are the options? You know, wh- where do we go? What do we find out? Right. doesn't sound simple or fun to me. No. No. So that's what we try. We just say, if it's not simple or fun, we're not doing it. <laughs> We keep um, an image catalog to help those ideas. We use a few websites that are real handy that I turn people onto, which can be a little dangerous sometimes because you see too much. Yeah. Um, but we only put forward to them design uh, suggestions or direction that we know can be delivered in budget, on time, is available, where we know the vendor, we trust them. So you're really designing into real solutions rather than just – Finding stuff you love that you don't know what it costs and, you you know, you're going to break the bank. You don't even know how to get it and going off on tangents that you really don't need to go on. So we really try to funnel people into what's going to be best for them. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that adding on is a, a good way to increase your property value. We were talking with a client um, that we have currently that's kind of been his game plan is to acquire property and kind of build the maximum bedroom count to it and uh, and go that way with creating investment uh, income. And I'm curious if – do you have a round number if, you know, somebody was – let's say like in an ideal situation – that she had a house that was more or less rectangular in shape and we could extend onto one end of it mm-hmm. and add um, 500 square feet of maybe a new a master bedroom and bathroom. Right. Um, what would something like that generally end up costing? I mean, I know it depends a lot on materials and mm-hmm. finishes and that kind of thing, but between permits and, and just kind of getting through the construction and doing – um, sort of a normal middle of the road grade finish. What does something like a 500 square foot addition like that end up costing? We've, we, that is kind of our, our one of the products we do quite a bit. So it's pretty comfortable for me to say that we've done 500 square foot additions onto ideal homes. You know, very value driven. Where we're looking for the uh, the bang for your buck solution. That you know, for the for the average family, and they're spending between. Sixty and eighty thousand dollars for design permit and all of construction, and that's with a, with a minimal site work situation. You're not going down a hillside. You're not doing this sort of thing. So it's easy to spend more, and it's actually not. If you want to spend a little less, you can. But most people, you know, want a certain level of finish within that product. So yeah, sixty to eighty, eighty, ninety thousand dollars will give you a very nice five hundred square foot addition with a full bath. Um, all the plumbing fixtures, and that's really where a lot of the money is in the bathroom. So if you're just adding living space, you can go even you can go even lower than that. Yeah. Huh. So so you run between you know 150 and 200 square foot to do that. Um, and obviously, the larger you go, the more the economy of scale, the better you get on that square foot price. Sure. What's the environment like right now dealing with the planning commissions through the permitting process? Is it um, are some projects easier than others? Is are 
in general are they pushing projects through and how has it changed maybe over the last year? Right. Well, our projects, we like to get – ideally, we start with a client before they've even gotten that far. And what we do is we – you know, the first thing we do is what we call a feasibility study, which is a real quick, simple design. Just sketch it out real quick initial budget and initial research into planning and building. So they know what they're about to get into, and we see if there's a way to avoid a certain um, area of planning or building that's going to be problematic. So in general, um, you know, there's, I think, seven or eight different jurisdictions. I know you guys know that. You know, you've got all your city jurisdictions. you got the county jurisdiction. Everybody's a little different. Everybody's got their own take on it. Um, I've been told that some of the jurisdictions in our county are some of the most strict in the whole state. And I believe it from uh, building around the state a little bit. And in general, the planning, the planning departments are agreeable, but they are going to um, follow the letter of the law as far as they can, and that can make life difficult. So they don't really have a responsibility to encourage building or discourage it, just to follow the letter of the law. So you don't want to get yourself into a position that makes you subject to, you know, the letter of the law when when you don't need to be. So that's what we try to do is just help people avoid, you know, those red flags and whatnot because you just don't want to be at the mercy if you don't have to. Okay, but I, I mean, does it is that a time consume? Excuse me, time consuming process? Oh, very through? much, very much. What we say on average is that uh, our fees to do the design work and to administrate the process with the city or county are going to be matched by their fees. So all they're wow. doing is checking our work, and they will usually cost as much as. A, takes for us to do the work and they're going to take about twice as long so it might take us two weeks to get a submittal ready it'll take them four weeks to check it and that's pretty typical and so we'll outline that timeline with all of our clients before we get too far so they understand what they're getting into perfect hey um we just got about 15 minutes here left with dan and i want to remind you guys that you can call in and ask questions um, ask a question of him if you got a project or something you're working on where you think you might be able to get some help um, and maybe share a comment. Uh, the number to the studio is 543-8830. Again, 543-8830. So first phone call here, we have Jeffrey calling from Los Osos. Good morning. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Yes, gentlemen. Good morning. Um, I, I uh, just want to... Uh, Say that uh, there's what? What do you think of the low inventory? Um, yeah, there's. It's not just locally. It sounds like it's happening over uh, much of the state. I understand there's some places still in Middle California that are um, dealing with some excess inventory. Right. But for the most part, it sounds like we're uh, running slim on the amount of houses available to sell. And it's kind uh-huh. of a double-edged sword. I mean, on one hand, it's helping drive uh, prices up because there's more demand than there is supply. Um, at the same time, it's kind of scaring some of the talking heads a little bit about uh, whether or not this is sustainable. Um, Across the state, we're down to a 2.8-month supply, according to the California Association of Realtors. Um, And then the average time on market for a home last month was down to just under 28 days. So fast marketing times, um, 
not enough homes for sale. It's leading to multiple offer overbidding situations all across the state. In fact, some of the worst areas that we're hearing about are up in the Bay Area where they're doing sight unseen offers. Things seem to be selling at a stories we're hearing are 110, 115% of list price. Around here seems like we're hearing stories more about 105% of list price, but the same kind of overbidding, multiple offer situations. So it's a statewide, in some areas, even nationwide type issue right now. The You know this is wine country. Oh, yeah. And so you know that Napa, Sonoma, from up north, you know, Robert Mondavi, and um, the, the uh, south is targeting. If you go to Vons or Ralph's, these companies are viewing San Luis Obispo as another Italy. Oh yeah, I mean, we, there's no question. San Luis is uh, what? What the old commercial say, Dan? One of five Mediterranean climates in the world, or yeah. something. I mean, here you, here you have it. This place is like paradise, and um, our wine uh, give a run for money from wine from around the world. There's no doubt. It's a great thing to celebrate that in our local economy, and for you sure. Get, you get the same quality in Paso Robos. Oh, sure. Oh, man. We, uh, looks like we lost Jeffrey. Oh, that's too bad. Um, that's why I tell my wife why we don't go to Italy. I've told her that why? several times. Why, why go? I go? We have it here. Um, you know, that's where her and I disagree just a little bit, but, um, I, this is a, this place is amazing. I was driving into the radio just today and I was thinking that myself as um, I was winding down, um, you know, 101 and I was just looking around. The landscape's remarkable. The air's clean. It's just what a great place to be. We're truly lucky. Um, yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not a big wine guy, so I'm, I'm happy to, to have what we have here. I don't, That's true. I don't do, you, do you notice the weather's better on Saturday like I do? Or is it just the only day yes. you notice it? Um, it's generally better on Saturday. Yeah. And I, I think that is just science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, yeah, of course. It's always the nicest day when we're like, all right, we're heading into the, the radio here. <laughs> you realize it's because we're working. Right. The cold, yeah, yeah, yeah. dark confines. Uh, we, we have another phone call. Hopefully the line will hold up this time for Steve calling from Templeton. Morning. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Yeah, hi. Thank you. Um, I had a question for Dan. I was talking to somebody up here in the North County recently who was kind of explaining the permit process that they went through, that they had gone to one person, and, the, the, and I'm not going to mention the city, and the city had said, you have to do all this stuff, and it cost them a couple thousand dollars, and then they went back, and another person said, no, you didn't have to do this stuff, and actually took some things off. I mean, is, that, is that a common thing? How would somebody go about navigating, if they're trying to do this on their own without somebody like you, I mean, how, how do you navigate that so that you're not being told two things by the same department? Yeah, that, I mean, I, I don't want to say that's common. Um, basically, the permit process goes like this: you walk into the plant, to the city, the, the planning or the building department of that specific jurisdiction, and you ask them, you know, if you really don't know what you're doing, hey, this is the type of project I want to do. What do I need to do 
for to comply. And that's kind of like um, calling up – it's kind of the devil's advocate. You know, Their job is to, is to cover the situation at, to the most furthest extent. So there's no – they were usually going to guide you toward to the most robust process, even if it might be a little more than you need. So knowing the letter of the law, knowing you know what's required, what's not, and having a history of precedent with what projects took what you know recently, you're able to go in and say, hey, you know Bob or Sue or whoever you're talking to, this is just like the last one. You know we want to do it just like such and such project, and and uh, we assume the you know you almost you almost lead I almost lead people all the time. I assume this is going to be like the last one so that there you don't start 10 other conversations about what else might be required and that's the best way if you have a history and working knowledge then you you have that as a defense if you don't you're really at the mercy of whatever you're told and it is a, an incredibly intricate process to try to unwind without a professional so I recommend you get one yeah I bet all right thank you very much so you're you're saying that if you don't know what you're doing, if you're if you're like a weekend warrior type person trying to go through the permitting process, they could be steering you into much more um, regulation and cost. It's possible. Than you, need. you know, it really depends on the jurisdiction. Some of them love homeowners and they will work with you so well. Um, other times, you know, that you it just you know they're employees. You may walk in and they're a new person and they don't know and they might you know. That's you. what I was going to say. Is that when I I was a city and regional planning major from Cal Poly and I worked for a couple of these local jurisdictions you're talking about and my experience is. I never really actually met a planner that wanted to add on or tack on just to make you miserable unless you were one of the miserable people that's yes. out there in the lobby. <laughs> you know, and those guys come in sometimes yep. with a chip on their shoulder and right out of the gate and yeah, that yeah. you know, they might get a tougher time. But um my Here's my point, though. Oftentimes, some of the over-the-counter permits or or even like a little bit more extensive project might get worked on by some support staff right. that's cutting their teeth on the whole process. And those people, they don't want to make a mistake either because they're trying to impress the superiors in hopes to get the full-time job. And so they're being very thorough. Right. And oftentimes, um, like you said, when you understand this isn't your first rodeo and you could look at it and say, you know, we don't ever have to do this or, right. uh, you know, it, this isn't required for this reason. Um, usually those people can be led a little bit to go, oh, yeah, no, I guess you're probably right about that and let's remove this. But if you're none the wiser and you just go or, off Or to- if they don't see that you're confident with what you're doing, then they want to cover themselves and you by requiring you to go through every step. But if they sure. know you know exactly what you're doing – you know exactly what you're not doing, then they can you know funnel you into a more efficient, efficient yeah, way. Absolutely. Um, so there's a pretty big variance there. I, and I used to tell people this a lot with, um, and I think it transcends industries a little bit because it's the same kind of thing with. Um, I even find in loans, uh, oftentimes we'll get an approval from an underwriter. Um, you know, and it's full of a bunch of conditions where I can go through and say, okay, well, that one's reasonable. 
this we've already provided, this one isn't required for X, Y, and Z reasons. And I can get on the horn and weed out several of the conditions right out of the gate, whereas one of the newer loan officers, they don't have that wherewithal to know that and um, you know, may end up going down and spending extra time and energy working on conditions that probably should have been waived in the first place. And the building process, that equates to thousands of dollars. Which so it's no small thing. It really is a yeah. Big Same thing in the loan process too. I mean, if you get if you get going on trying to source a whole bunch of crazy deposits in a bank statement, where um, because they told you you have to, you can blow a lock or lose a whole deal over it. Where you know sometimes we'll just call up and say, yeah, that's a little too involved. How about you just delete that asset account? And we'll provide you another one that doesn't have any sourcing issues, so that we can just stay right on track. Mm-hmm, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It's just about the. It's just about the same thing. And yeah. we've already given away a couple of family packs of blues tickets, courtesy of Ferrera Inc. Dan was so generous to bring in a few tickets to upcoming game here on Memorial Day weekend. We want to give away one more set of tickets here. Um, and actually, you said that if if this particular date doesn't work you've, you've got a couple of other games that they can maybe select from that's right the blues play all summer it's the best summer entertainment around here for the family if you don't know the whole place is gated they've got kids stuff pretty much my kids run in the front door and then uh i don't see them again until we leave so it's, it's free, <laughs> I just free babysitting like <laughs> i think since since you know we got the two dan sitting here the next fun giveaway would be to give them to the next caller named dan okay Okay, we'll do that or the third caller, the third whoever caller. calls first. And you're right. If you can't make Sunday, we'll, we'll hook you up with any game all season, any home game. So all I think right. there's like 20, 30 games. So we've got about five minutes for this giveaway, 543-8830. Looking for a Dan. 543-8830. First Dan or third caller to call in. We'll get a family pack of Blues tickets, um, either this May 26th game or the game of your choice if, uh, if that date doesn't work for you. 543-8830. Hey, I just got to tell you guys, I had to work all night to get a proposal done, and I was deciding what to listen to, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to catch up on Mortgage Matters. Nice. I listened to four shows back to back. <laughs> and that kept you awake. It kept me awake, and now I can't take a shower, thanks to Eric Ferrangi. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I also told my wife she's not allowed to talk to Eric Ferrangi, because as soon as, as soon as he does, we'll be buying the, the it's on. system. It's yeah. over. So. Uh, mortgage uh, matters. Get you through the night and uh, keep keep you sharp. Perfect. Um, I I wanted to tell you guys. Uh, well, hey, there's a phone call here. Now, is this a contest winner or a question this is caller, asker? Th- this is caller number three. Okay, wasn't a Dan though. I'm sad, uh, <laughs> but we'll take a Phil instead. Oh, some winning music, Phil. You're the uh, you're the winner of some tickets to Blues baseball. That sounds great. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. We sure appreciate it. Okay. Hang on a second here, and uh, Jim's going to tell you how to make sure you get those tickets. Okay. Thanks. How honest are the listeners? Anybody could call up and say they were Dan. That's yeah. true, actually. Yeah, Which is a, a desirable point. name. I don't well, know you're why not ID'ing done. people when they come in to pick up the tickets? No, I can tell if they're a Dan <laughs> just by looking at them. Yeah, Dan's always sort of yeah. have that kind of weird uh, disassociated <laughs> look. Is that it? <laughs> is that it? Oh, boy. No, sorry about that. Now there's a Dan that's going to call and be mad. Yeah. Um, uh, I had something. Oh, I was. I, this was what I wanted to tell you. Um, we have a loan that's closing this week that's a construction loan really and it's a construction to perm like the one time or 
Yeah, I mean that's the right word for it. It's a it begins as a construction loan, twelve and months. A, and... Yep, and then after that, it rolls into permanent financing, which wow. is a thirty year fix at three point six two five, and um, and you actually get to lock that in at the time of beginning the construction. So that's pretty sweet. So how hard was um, that to get? Just wondering. You know, I didn't do it, and I still need to um, talk with Will and get more of the specifics about how it went because I imagine it's going to uh, be a really big time deal but i read the highlights of the um you know a bulletin that this company sent out and they are talking about 80 percent loan to value on wow. completed project um and and also including some of the acquisition cost of the dirt itself so wow if this um deal proves to close and you know and i guess the process has been pretty good so far but um that's as good as it ever was I, i'm guess yeah you know i do i recall though um when i was with countrywide there was some loan projects where you were um basically loaned um, nearly 100% of completed value. I mean, there was some that was a bit more aggressive and kind of foolishly so, I would argue. But yep. um, at any rate, I, I'm super excited to say that um, there's potentially construction lending is like right around the corner. Um, it's been, I mean, I've been saying it on this show for five years now. Um, we will know that we've turned the corner when... Um, Banks kind of regularly – I'm looking forward to having a half a dozen or so banks that are interested in doing construction lending. Um, and so I feel like maybe we're starting to wake that uh, giant up a little bit. So that's pretty exciting stuff. That is exciting because the one thing we haven't done in the last three years is build a new, fresh home. And it's mainly been because of the industry and the financing. And so we've been limited to cash clients or clients clients who have – been able to get cash through other means rather than a traditional sure. financing sense for construction. So. It's going to be right around the corner. I know I was talking with one of our sales reps from one of the many banks that, whose products we sell, and they're pushing for construction financing this year. Um, they have a couple of investors for that for that type of lending that they've identified, and they're just working out some of the details. So it's it's coming here real soon. I I know it. It's. Um, well, we're excited because we can't wait. I mean, you can only remodel so many kitchens before you before all your uh, carpenters want to do something a little bigger. Okay, let's uh, let's hop to the phone line here. Tony from Morro Bay. Is that Tony? Yeah. All right, there we go. Got the name right. Welcome. Hi, hi. Um, my wife and I are uh, in a transition spot right now. We have a, a nice home in Morro Bay that we bought three years ago, but then realized it was too close to the highway. And um, we sold our rental house uh, recently in Los Osos, and we're looking to get something farther away from the highway. And we've never built a house before either, and we're considering trying that. And I just, you know, I have no clue what direction or who to go talk to about it. Well, you called the right show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's you know honestly um I think that probably what you want to do is rough up some numbers about how much cash you have on hand since you sold your investment property um and what you're likely to net if you sold your place in Morro Bay and then take that math down and see Dan and say you know here's my starting point and come up with a framework for a budget um, and see what it's going to take to get out of it. And, um, 
you know, you probably heard just a couple minutes ago, I was talking about a construction loan that we were able to be a part of. And, um, you know, I'm, I need to interview the parties and, and learn a little bit more about it because I wasn't the loan officer that handled the transaction. But um, it, I, I'm starting to get pretty excited about the fact that we may have some standard construction uh, loan stuff coming up. So it sounds like, um, I mean, if you had called with this called six months ago, I'd have told you you're crazy. It ain't going to happen <laughs> unless you were sitting on the you know 500 grand that it was going to take to do this. Um, right. But nowadays, it's looking like it's it's coming to fruition here. So, Tony, I have a question for you. Is this something that this type of project, is this something that you would need financing for? Or is it something that, you know, you have yeah, the cash? Yeah, we would definitely need some financing for it and um, to sell this house, too. And that's, that's the transition that I'm, I'm not aware of. I mean, you sell this house too and uh, put all the money uh, ready to go and then just rent a place while you build there's there's different approaches it it you know a lot of t- if you're going to be getting construction financing you're usually going to refinance out of that um once you're ready to move into your home into something permanent something longer term fixed maybe um so the timing could work where you could live in your existing home complete the build with the construction financing then when you're ready to move in you sell your home put any proceeds in to your new loan so that you get you know the the lowest payment you can with the fixed rate the, right. it, it really right. kind of depends on you and the timing, and, and that's something you have to have good planning. Right? I, it, yeah, and just from what I've seen so far as a flyover, I think you're going to need about 20% into this. So if you you know it, are going to end up with a total project cost at $500,000, you're going to need probably $100,000 to get it off the ground. And so sometimes it means that you have to to sell the house. And and I see guys in the past do some pretty creative things. I mean, sometimes you seem to buy a fifth wheel and park it there on the construction site and uh, mm-hmm. take the cheap rent that way. That can be tough with the wife and kids, though. <laughs> well, yeah, me- unfortunately, Julie, Julie and I have uh, lived in one uh, motorhome to move up to this area for <laughs> almost 18 months. So we've done it before and survived. <laughs> you know how to do it then, yeah. And I'll tell you what I think, Tony. The fun thing about construction is there is a price tag to the whole thing, but it doesn't come all at the front like a purchase. So it's really right. it's really possible we could sit down and, and, and lay this out that you could pay. We have a lot of clients pay cash for uh, design and planning. Because well, basically we can cover three or four months of ground in the process without much out of pocket, and then you can have your financing in place by the time it's the by the time you got to put anything really out there financially. Okay. So you can really well, plan this thing to where it's not much out of your pocket, and you don't kill too much time in between the transition. Yeah, and the other thing I was looking at was I talked to a gentleman that um, builds a house and, and sells a house. He just that's his process, and he uh, told us the last one he had done. Um, he had bought a lot that the foundation had already been completely done. You need to build the house. And at the foundation up on the hills up here, it can be extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
So yeah, there's been some of those around. I th- I'm guessing it's probably those are going to be hard to come by anymore. But something where a builder had a bank loan, made it through pouring the the footings, and then um, lost their shirt. So right. right, yeah, and even then, I mean, if you those can be tricky too, though picking up where somebody left off, whether you can get your hands on the original plans or if the city or county is willing to sign off on the work as is if maybe they did or didn't do the final inspection on that stage of construction beforehand. But, yeah, right. that, that can be a way to save some yeah. dough, especially if it's on a big grade. And what we do, Tony, yeah. is we'll we'll sit with you, and uh, if you do want to come in the office, or we can come out to your residence, and we can we can even drive around. But we'll we'll sit and give you, you know, a couple hours of free time and just strategize. But we do something called a feasibility study, which we try to keep for just a few hundred dollars. And that is the way that we can invest the time to explore all the variables that are going into this and give you accurate information on what that site work's going to cost and everything. So you've got it all up front. Okay. That'd be great. Cool. All right. Hey, thanks for the call, Tony. Appreciate it. Um, we're getting to this uh, part of the segment here where we should probably let old Dan Ferrer go get some sleep. He's pulled an all-nighter, man. That's like college style. It was college style. It was a lot Good of fun. Good for you. Um, wanted to – what? People want to know how to get a hold of Dan Ferreira. I was oh. getting there. I got the business card in my hand, although I got a business card here for Leslie Bosch. Oh, that, that's right. The beautiful thing about having a great team is, um, uh, you know, the 25 voicemails are on my phone right now. You won't get lost in one of those. we got okay. a great team. We're going to take care of you. But uh, the same – the same. our office number is 242-1281, 242-1281. You can call that um, anytime. It, it, people were there eight to five in the showroom at four four two zero Broad Street, uh, right at uh, Broad and Arrow Vista. You pop in there eight to five, say hi, see what we have going on. Even if I'm not there, there's we've got staff there to help you out. And they always have free coffee. We do, but we make you drink out of a commemorative Frere Ink mug. That's a, that's a good looking uh, mug you got working there too. Um, so Dan Ferreira and um, I I feel like I'm saying that name pretty confidently now. When people <laughs> read it, they go uh, Dan Ferreira. Um, it's spelled a little bit differently. I don't think it's too yeah. bizarre, but it's if Portuguese. You want, there you go. If you want to check out the website, guys, it's FerreiraInc.com, which is F E R R E I R. A inc.com. Um, go check it out and get acquainted with these guys. Um, I am, I feel shameful to say that I haven't been over to your showroom yet. I'm going to, I'm going to come by this week. How's that sound? Sounds good. I'm going to come by and walk around and check it out. I'm going to fill up my coffee mug there. There you um, go. And uh, yeah, you guys got the good stuff. We huh? got, the, good got stuff. the milk in there. We, we, it's hundred percent dairy. Right on. That, the real that's, deal. You're talking my uh, language here. You know, sometimes I, I leave the office to drive all the way over to Nautical Bean to go get. I really like their coffee, but we'll we'll give you guys a run. We'll come yeah. check it out. We don't have the Nutty Doodle like they do or whatever. <laughs> I know that's how you like it. The Nutty Bean. The that's nutty the bean. good stuff right <laughs> that's there. The girly stuff right there. Come on. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, Dan, thanks so much for coming in today. As always, it's been a, a joy for us to have you on and, and to hear. Um, it's exciting, too. It sounds like you guys are nice and busy, but um, not too busy for new business. So, again, if any of you guys want to get in touch with these guys, call them at their office line. It's 242-1281, 242-1281 or FerreraInc.com. 
their showroom is on Broad, four four two zero Broad Street. And uh, yeah, cool. Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Love being here. Thank you, guys. All right, we're gonna do a, the uh, final commercial break of the hour here. It's just eleven forty. We'll be back in a few minutes here with the conclusion of Mortgage Matters. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a savvy real estate investor, there's no denying that now is a great time to buy. We pride ourselves in offering every loan program at the lowest interest rate and the lowest fees. FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, we do it all. Let Central Coast Lending do your next purchase. Your loan will close on time and on budget with no last-minute surprises. Call Central Coast Lending today at 543-LOAN. That's 543-5626. Central Coast Lending, the mortgage experts. The state of denial is a drag. And a trial when I bought my cheap insurance. Should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. The 4th Annual Barbecued Oysters and Beer Feast kicks off Sunday, May 19th at Tognazini's Dockside 2. The party starts at 1 p.m. Tickets are just 20 bucks and include a half dozen barbecued oysters, a pitcher of beer, live music by Lenny Blue, and a live auction, plus free corn dogs and sodas for the kids. 100% of the proceeds go to help keep fireworks in Morro Bay. We'll see you at the 4th Annual Barbecued Oysters and Beer Feast, Sunday, May 19th at Tognazini's Dockside 2. Presented by Morro Bay 4th, Tognazini's, and this radio station. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401K, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mortgage Matters. Had a great run so far. Just bid our guest Dan Ferreira adieu. Gets to go enjoy his weekend now. I'm guessing he's going to go take a nap. Nah, probably not, huh? He's probably got work to he's do. He's a hard-working dude. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm just going to just pile right back into this because we don't have a whole lot of time. Let's do but, it. Um, 
I was so pleased to see um, and hear that Fannie and Freddie are earning a ton of money. I saw that. I saw that um, paying dividends back to paying some pretty us. fat dividends back to the Treasury. Um, they have paid back um, ninety-five billion dollars so far, and um, that's just pretty great to see. It's nice to know that. Uh, we kind of did hit the reset button in lending um, all the way back to basics. You know, people have belly ached and complained about oh, lending's too tight. And I've gotten 10 loans and I've never been asked to provide that. And doesn't this five years of flawless payment history mean anything anymore? I have an 800 credit score. We've heard all of these kinds of things. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, if I was loaning out your grandma's money, um, you would want me to make sure that my guy had a job, that my guy pays his bills on time, that my guy has a good appraisal that wasn't influenced by outside parties or inside parties. You know, I, you want to make sure that that my guy has properly properly documented assets and reserves and all these kinds of things. And so um, that's really what we've been through. And um, it's nice to know that uh, we've we've weathered that a bit. We hit the reset button. We got loans back on track, and these guys are making money again. Um, interestingly enough, they're still in conservatorship, so these all of their profits aren't. They're not actually allowed to be profitable and um, making a private enterprise kind of profit. That gets paid out uh, back to the treasury. So that's been pretty cool. A lot of money back from those guys that uh, we gave quite a bit. Yeah, and with respect to the, you know, some of the feedback we get about how difficult the loan process is, um, we did hit the reset button. We did get back to prudent lending, making sure someone was likely to repay their loan on sound collateral. Um, And I was talking to a builder at one point this week. You know, he's like, well, can you still do loans for people with impaired credit? Can you still do loans for people with difficult to document income? Yeah, you can. You can do that kind of stuff. We have portfolio lenders that can handle unique properties or unique income situations or um, higher net worth people where maybe the income's a little tougher to discern or, or they're more asset based you know they don't necessarily have the cash flow monthly but they've got significant assets we can do those types of loans too we've done loans people who are coming off of the major derogatory um, issues with bks or foreclosures or short sales we've we've done loans for those people here recently where they've had 12 18 24 month seasoning on those types of credit issues you pay a little bit more for them um you know some of those lower credit programs you're looking at Rates that are maybe a percent higher than some of the regular conventional loans. Um, Which, I, by the way, I always think is funny because it's just relative, right? I mean, today, everybody else is getting a three and a half, and you've got some pretty significant problems here, so you're going to get a four and a half. But fast forward a few years from now, when everybody else is getting six and a half, you got a four and a half when you weren't exactly prime lendable. Yeah, you know? it's pretty amazing. So yeah, we're we're doing things for people who have short seasonings, relatively short seasonings on some major um, derogatory credit events. We also can still do lending for people who don't have great documented income. Um, there are still some of those programs around but again you pay for them you you're starting to get up in the 
kind of more of the hard money type yeah, type seven, business. Eight, nine percent. Seven, eight, nine percent with points, but it's out there for those who need that kind of financing. So yeah, all all the programs are still available. It's just the mainstream lending has gotten back to more prudent type underwriting guidelines where people have to document their income, have to document their assets. Um, and then they get rewarded with that incredibly low historic fixed interest rate. So it's all out there. Uh, we want to jump over to the phone lines. We've only got about 12 more minutes. So if you want to get a uh, call or comment or question in, you can do so by calling 543-8830. We're going to take a call from Carl in Shell Beach. Howdy, Carl. Yeah, I'm a satisfied customer. Uh, you've got a woman that's terrific working for you named Heidi. Yeah, that's great. uh, I was trying to get a loan through uh, Chase, a refi, and they would never return my calls. But she she went beyond the thing. But some of the I'm self-employed. Some of the questions, even then, that they asked were unbelievable. (laughs) But that's not the reason for my call. We got this idiot uh, vaccine waters, and then we had Tony Frank before her out there. And they're making loans, so I'm looking at Schiller's reports, and maybe it doesn't apply to the Central Coast, but you know, 46% of these people that got refis in 09 and 10 have already gone back into default. And I don't know what percentage of yours, but uh, they're still, uh, you know, as long as Bernanke is, is uh, printing money and debasing the currency, uh, we're still going to have this. Anyway, I'll listen to you guys spout off about, but give yourself a, a hi ho and pat on the back for your your uh, your deal. You and do you think you'll see a, a fixed thirties getting as low as two percent in this cycle? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't No, I, th- I think we've seen the lows and in interest rates that we're going to see for the fixed rate mortgages. Um, I think from here on out, we're looking at gradually rising interest rates and we're probably going to see people's appetites open up to adjustable rate mortgages so they can still take advantage of rates in the threes. So yeah, I, I think we've hit the lows as far as the fixed interest rates go. Um, right. Well, anyway, congratulations. And I'll uh, listen to the rest of your show. Thanks, right. Carl. Thanks, Carl, for listening. Uh, first of all, I want to just say um, that's awesome. I love it when somebody calls in that's a client and had a good experience. I mean, of course, we we want to have every client of ours have a great experience. And I would say for the most part, we're highly successful at that. It's not possible to help everybody have such a great experience. But um Heidi, as Carl mentioned, she's one of our loan officers that sits in the Morro Bay office, and um, she's been in the business for maybe twenty years or something. Is that too many? Maybe, maybe seventeen. She's or got 20 the or wisdom of someone who's been in the business for fifty years. She's very, very smart and um, very. Um, She's commitment oriented. You know, she tells somebody that she's going to do something for them and and will do everything in her power to walk it out. So I doubt Heidi's listening today, but um, she deserves any of those accolades. And so thanks so much, Carl. That's awesome that you would call in and share that. Um, Dan, I agree with you. I think we're past the lows. I don't know that we're going to see interest rates go any farther below that. And we, we just recently touched down to the lows again. 
Yeah. So I think we we've hit the bottom. We've hit it a couple times. Well, and I gotta say though, you know, when people tell me that they're wanting to hang out for the two percent thirty year fix or something like that, I gotta say, hey, look, if you had a million bucks, would you let me loan it out for thirty years for two percent? Uh, you're probably not going to let me loan it out for 30 years for 3%. Um, so really, my point is, we talked earlier in the show about this. The government's been involved still in the purchasing of mortgage-backed securities, which is helping to keep the demand up, which can keep interest rates down. And fully absent of that, you got to expect that rates are going to go up a little bit to attract the um you know the not mandatory buyer of those securities the investor that's actually looking to make a a safe return on investment um and i don't know that that's too appealing at um two percent for 30 years so probably not i mean you'd, you'd be better off at this point you can buy um short-term bonds like the i mean the the 10-year bond is going to give you two percent so why would you take triple the length for um such a a long duration it just doesn't seem feasible to me and i can't imagine environmental condition or economic conditions that are going to lead us to that position if we had another significant event like a you know a major uh, disaster or something like that that really somehow um, undermined the total strength and and had such a a flight to quality maybe where the bond yields fell through the floor. It's hard for me to see it going much lower than it went on you know the first big touchdown getting down and some of the better. I mean we gave away uh, a couple and I, I'm just. A handful of 3% 30-year fix. There was very few. I recall one person who bought down to get a 2.875. Um, the best bet to getting into the twos right now is to go with a short, shorter-term fix, a 15- or 10-year Yeah, loan. That's oh, where you can get into the 2%. You know, this last week we had some good volatility in the market where the 30-year has been going up and down every day. It's hard to keep track of it. The 15-year, though, trades in a whole other security that's a lot less volatile, and that's remained around 2.5% with no points. So that's a... That's a pretty good deal, and it's been interesting to see that spread widen a little bit, which may incent some more people to go into that shorter loan term. Um, I gave out a couple quotes this week for 10-year fix, which were – that's not a very uh, frequent request. Um, Most people aren't looking for just a 10-year fix like that. And I'm not talking about fixed for 10 years and then adjustable for 20. I'm talking about a 120-month amortization term. Um, but so those in the 15 years are good and low. They're in a different security that's a lot less volatile. The 20 and 30 year um, this week were, you know, pretty much around about 3.5%, maybe touching into the 3.625 if you were looking for low fees in the transaction. Um, but I do. I think the low of the lows are likely behind us. Um, but that being said, there's still a lot of people that need to refi and haven't yet. A um, couple thoughts on that. Number one, Zillow released a report this week suggesting that um, the average interest rate was still over 5% in the U.S. So um, it sounds like there's an awful lot of people that need to refi and can't or have not. 
Um, and as a reminder, the HARP program got extended for another year. And I read this week that there's a bill um, proposed right now that would move the HARP date forward from 2009 to 2010. This is a real deal. Wow. And also the um, – What's the dude's name? The commissioner of the FHFA, Mr. Bigwig guy, actually has the ability to move that date forward without the House and Senate's approval. So it sounds like there's pretty good chances that that date's going to be extended forward um, another year. So there's a lot of people that missed it by that much. Uh, the date today, May 31st, 2009 or older to be able to do the harp refi. And, um, they're going to move that date. It looks like they're going to move it out to May 31st of 2010. That's likely to be a game changer in the harp business. So, um, another thought is, um, if you, Looked for a refinance in the past year, and maybe you got a bad appraisal. Um, year over year, median home price in California has increased by about 20% across the state. So it's not to say every area has experienced that appreciation, but it may be time to take one more look at it um, and take advantage of the low rates while they're still here. Um, maybe your home has the equity now to qualify for a refinance with or without using that HARP program. Yeah, and so two things about that. Number one, um, there's some people that put 10% down and got mortgage insurance a year or two ago. You may be able to um, refinance into a new loan and get out of the mortgage insurance. You're going to save more money by canceling the mortgage insurance than you are on the interest savings, but um, a good way to do it. And if you did get lucky and have one of the super low interest rates that you're not really interested in refining. Maybe you got a three and a quarter, but you have MI2. Conventional loans will allow you to use market value. Um, Actually looking at the comps in your neighborhood to determine whether or not you now have that 20% equity. Um, So if you need some coaching on that, figure out what options you may have available to you. Um, there's a, there's a lot that goes into this and, uh, I just want to let you guys know that it's our, it's the culture of our company just to be the resource for you. If you have questions about that, we're not the hard sell. We're not trying to just cram some new business down your throat here. Um, we're happy to counsel you over whether or not we think you should challenge your mortgage insurance with a new appraisal, whether you should refi to get out of it, um, whether refinance makes sense. We like to evaluate the options, looking at um, not only lower interest rates, but also um, trying to possibly find some solution with a shorter amortization term. Um, and in, in so, I mean, we can do a 25-year fixed, 2015, 10-year fixed. Um, there's also an ability to name your term from 8 to 20 or 8 to 30 years, I guess it is. You can pick any old number of amortization that you'd like to have. So uh, my point is, if you reach out to us, we're not going to attack you and solicit you and harass you the way that salespeople do. It's our goal to serve you and help you figure out the loan stuff. So check us out on the web this week. We're centralcoastlending.com. You can also give us a call. We're 543-LOAN, which is 543-5626. Thanks so much to Dan Ferreira. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Mortgage Matters.